Merry Christmas, everyone, and welcome to the PlayStation Access podcast, where we're feeling festive on the night before Christmas and stirring up some wholesome holiday memories. Join us for a special interview with head of PlayStation Indies, Shuhei Yoshida, a browse of some nostalgic Christmas games, and a dive into our own Christmas traditions. Hey, sitting alone playing PlayStation absolutely counts, all right? Wishing a fabulous Christmas period to all you lovely listeners. But first, it's podcast time. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the PlayStation Access podcast, the official podcast of PlayStation UK, where this week we are talking all about Christmas. Oh, yeah, it's time. It's our Christmas special, which is why we're all wearing Christmas jumpers. And I am in this garish combination for those watching on video. Grey and grey. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) My trousers do not match the top. But they did match the other top I was wearing, so let's just let's just think about that. <laughs> Christmas isn't about Christmas isn't about turning looks. It's about wearing jumpers. It's really not. It's Christmas really not. if you are giving a damn about how you look on Christmas Day, you're doing it wrong. Oh. Like Yeah, but oh, but you can dress nice and sparkly sometimes. Uh, I, I don't know. You do you. I'm just saying like there's no there should be no pressure on Christmas Day. Like if I want to wear a dressing gown all day, sorry, but I'm gonna do it. No sorries. No sorries here. Yeah. I'll wear two. Why not? Pile them on, yeah. warm up. Right, so to introduce us to you Christmas-loving guys and happy holiday havers as well, I have some Christmas reflective names uh, to go for this episode. So mine is simply Christmash. It's simple. Simple and it works. It works. Yeah. Your name just goes with, with anything. It, it really does go with a lot of things. It does. It, and it goes with more things if you just have the Sean Connery. As yeah, well. absolutely. Chris Which Mash. I do. Chris well, Mash. It works. It works fine. So yeah. it's in there. It's sweet. It's simple. It just, you know, it, it embodies the holiday just like I do. I'm very Christmassy. Well, <laughs> after October the thirty first, maybe, but yeah, uh, it's just a little joke, just a little, just a little funny. <laughs> <laughs> Your name, Dave, is a Davent, a Davent, like Advent, 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 yes, Advent, yes, yeah, yeah. Advent. a Davent, a Davent calendar, yeah. yes. Advent. I like that. Thank you. Yeah, well I, done. Actually, getting Dave into mm, something. Yeah, trust me. I, it was either this or Dave Sir, like the dancer. Yeah, that nah, doesn't. Like dancer. I would have been disappointed with Dave Sir. Yeah, like, like, Advent is I much was better. Going to give everyone like a Santa's reindeer, but then I realised it was really hard. So yeah, yeah it just turned out to be Rob Dolph. <laughs> I'll take that. It's better than Crob and Brob. <laughs> it's like a step up from them. Yeah. yeah. Rob Dolph's pretty good, actually. I think. It's quite, it's quite Gandalfy as well. There is a Gandalfiness. Yeah. Rob yeah. Dolph would Let be him have it. Actually, let him name. have it. He's, he's buying it. But, yeah. Rob Dolph. Rob yeah. Dolph the wizard. You'd have to have a big red nose still. <laughs> the though. Christmas wizard. Yeah. The Rob Dolph the Christmas wizard. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. yeah. That's too good. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. What have I done? I've yeah. given him something nice. Uh, as you can see, if you're watching and hear the lack of, if you're listening, we don't have Rosie this episode. No. But she would have been rosy-tid chestnuts, like roasted chestnuts. Oh, my God. Rosy-tid chestnuts. That is a reach, but in the best possible way. Yeah. It's impossible to say. Rosy-tid Roasted. 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 Chestnuts. Yes, you just have to go a tiny bit northern. Yeah. And uh, and it all it all works out, as everything does. And a Merry Christmas to you, Rosie. And a Merry... Wherever you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. So, a little preview of what we're going to be talking about. We're going to have a main feature, which excitingly has a little inclusion from Rob and his mate. Hmm? 
Yes. Well, I was lucky enough to speak to Shuhei Yoshida. Oh, so jealous. Uh, I spoke to him a few months ago, actually, but we've been saving it up for the Christmas special because it's, it's a big celebration of, of video games, basically, and I, th- I thought it would make sense having it here. So that's t- we've got that to look forward to. For sure. So we have a little interview with Shuhei Yoshida, and then we're going to have some Christmas talking, basically. <laughs> we're going to talk about our Christmas traditions, what games we've got going on, just having a cosy, relax, curl up by the fire with a mug of hot chocolate, sit down, blanket on, ready to listen. That's the vibe of this podcast. So I hope you're, you're ready and you're feeling that. Or maybe you're listening in the car with the heater on full blast. That also works. As long as you're feeling it. That's where we are. <laughs> We're then going to move on to the comments of the week from the hashtag PodSquad, PodSquad, which are community highlights from messages we receive across social platforms. We're then going to go to Before We Go, which is a bit of coverage outside of gaming. But first, it is the ever-present question that we're going to have to answer of what's new. Okay, it's the What's New section. Here we are. Now, we're recording this just before our our Christmas break. So, hello. Happy Christmas Eve, everyone. Here we are in your living room, in your car, in your ears, generally, in your eyes sometimes. Maybe some people are listening to this whilst they're in traffic driving to a relative's house. Yes. Which is probably what I'm doing right now. Oh, man. Yeah. Right now, I'll be listening to me say, hello, me. (laughs) <laughs> only half an hour to go I hope how is traffic hang in there If the, I hope the traffic's alright <laughs> that's nice <laughs> you should that's record a message. message to everyone who's in their car right now listening to this travelling somewhere for Christmas hope you're doing alright wow have a lovely day tomorrow I know. Oh, I know exactly that I will be I'll be in front of my parents' lovely gas fire because oh, yeah. my flat doesn't have heating at the moment, which needs to be Terrible. fixed. Terrible. Got to fix that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I'm going to be sprawled out in front of my parents' gas fire with Toasty just like on my head. Yeah. Worn like a crown <laughs> and it's going to be great. Toasty's my cat if I haven't mentioned her enough. And it's You will be, be Toasty. She will be Toasty. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to be so warm. I'm going to be sweating. I, I miss the feeling of warmth on my skin. I will toast to you both I will toast a toasty where will you be? I will just be at home uh, in Bath I think probably having like a traditional Christmas Eve walk of some kind mm-hmm. um, getting ready for my parents to arrive they're coming to me for Christmas this year oh, lucky yeah lucky I am looking forward <laughs> just, to not yeah, going anywhere hosting is great isn't it? yeah I mean it's, it comes with its, it own, comes stresses, with its own stresses but oh, every Christmas I'm, all I do I is be in a car and my, all the time my parents are pretty uh, accommodating as well as in if i'm like i think i might go and play a bit of playstation for a while they're quite they're pretty cool with that it's even at my child house. energy in it yeah. the only child vibe they know <laughs> they know they're yeah. just happy to see you they are yeah they'll just be around <laughs> just sit quietly whilst i'm playing marvel's midnight Suns. <laughs> oh rob <laughs> what <laughs> That was weird. <laughs> I was like, oh, Rob, because I know that you you love the the private PlayStation time. Thinking of your Christmas on a PlayStation. Oh yeah, it doesn't happen at Christmas anymore. That's like a not a even on birthday, thing. but Rob's birthday. Well, again, like when you're a child, yes, it's fine. You can do pretty much whatever you want. Like, oh, here's my presents. I'll go and play on them now. But when you're an adult, it's you know, Christmas, especially when you have kids as well. It's their day, it's isn't their it? Day. It's their day. Yeah, I, I nod furiously. Annoyingly. As the baby of my <laughs> yeah, that's family, right. I'm like, yes, it's my day. It's my day. I'm the child. That's why I'm allowed to play games on Christmas Day because I don't have any children yet. So it's and and I don't have any brothers and sisters. So it's still my day. 
<laughs> the flames coming out of Rob's yes. eyes could roasted a chestnut. Uh, so, <laughs> Very good. Uh, to actually talk about what is new, I mention when we're filming just because it's a little bit before Christmas Eve right now that we are actually filming this. So there isn't a lot of newness that I can give you, but... Crisis Core came out last week. Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion. So I was wondering if you want to talk about that a little bit, Rob. Uh, at the time of recording, I have only played about 10 minutes of it. But oh. I did I did sit in the live stream with Rosie, which, as we record this, happened yesterday, but was about a week ago now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've never played it on PSP. And I'm excited to play it now on PS5 because yeah. uh, it's a whole chunk of the Final Fantasy VII story I've only ever heard about from other people until now. So, so what is it? Is, can you just explain? And a, I won't really understand. But where does it fit in the Final Fantasy prequel. VII story? It's a prequel, prequel. To Final Fantasy VII, like a like a you know immediate prequel, as in the end. Do you know? The uh, I think so. So it's about a character called Zack who appears briefly in Final Fantasy VII. Right. He's quite strongly linked to Cloud's story. And clouds past. Yeah, um, they're both soldiers, aren't they? They are both part of a military organization called Soldier. Yes, which is like an elite special forces unit. Uh, and Zach and Cloud are friends. I won't go into the story too much <laughs> no. now for anyone who is, wants to experience it. But Zach is like, you know, a thing happens to Zach, and Cloud assumes Zack's sort of identity almost. That's like okay. the main thrust of Final Fantasy VII's big revelation, um, or one of them. Well, this is news to me. Uh, I mean, yeah, and, Spoilers. And Crisis Core is, is Zack's story, basically. Right. It's, uh, you don't really learn too much about him in, in the main Final Fantasy VII game. Crisis Core basically fills in those blanks. And is Zack in Final Fantasy VII Remake? Because I know it's not the whole Final Fantasy VII story. It, again, I'd be entering big spoiler territory for Final Fantasy VII Remake here for anyone who hasn't played it yet. Which is Uh, me. So I don't know why I'm trying to punish myself. Zack is an important character, yes. Okay, cool. Here ends the Final Fantasy VII (laughs) Crisis Core. Happy Christmas. I tell you what, let's get out of the spoiler zone and talk about the Christmas maze instead, which is ongoing at the moment on the channel. there are major spoilers for that that we must not reveal. We're not going to reveal any spoilers. We're just going to say it's happening. It's been on for five days. Okay, we've just just broadcast episode five yesterday, which was the Bloodborne. Oh, God. Mm. Well, I mean, I'm... it's possible some people haven't watched that yet. So, but that was a great episode. Yeah, and, everyone has to come up. Um, I enjoyed it very much. <laughs> My favourite, <laughs> and episode it's amazing. Was episode three? <laughs> was that the Skyrim one? Yes, yeah, that's what's arguing. It's just the one bit. The one bit that I I can't stop laughing about was. <laughs> When there's a ghost fighting a stag, honestly, it's the most Skyrim thing I think has ever happened in the world ever. Yeah, we can't go. There's a ghost fight, a ghost fighting a stag. That, what other game would serve you that? That was wonderful. just that was very genius. That was a lot of fun to make that one, despite Ash and I shouting each other quite yeah, a lot. Yeah, it was um, loads of fun. and just like it was just classic Skyrim nonsense. Not just this, just there's so many bits, so many bits. Just like uh, and by nonsense, I mean just like brilliant. Random crazy stuff. random yeah. stuff coming together such a little sandbox of stuff and uh, that was <laughs> that was a lot of fun well there's still there's still six more episodes to go they're all going to be happening next week and there's some great funny <laughs> hilarious stuff in yeah. them so and look I, forward to that i don't want to give away anything but also just and uh, i just want to give some props to rob here because every year rob has to 
do Hell all the planning yeah. and all the you know sorting it out with help from other people as well but never rosie ash and i it's all obviously completely secret from us and the finale just the the design of it like the event it's of it so good. was was fantastic. Well, I, I can't take credit for all of that either. No. We had uh, Chloe and Emily doing a lot of work. Yes, on, on the finale too. Yes, uh, huge, huge thank you to Chloe Clemily, and, and Emily. To Clemily, 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 Clemily. That's like, a Christmas version, like a Clementine. It's very good. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry. You no, no, it's all right. I was just no, I liked it. I was just going to say, yeah. I just think everyone should be excited for the finale because it's yes. just it's just a brilliant. It's a very good challenge. Very good. My favourite moment from the series is <laughs> Rosie losing a call with me and going, I'm aware of the situation. Oh, like episode first one. Episode one. Yeah. yeah. Didn't take long. Uh, I am aware of the situation. Oh, when Rosie loses it, it's some of the best times, isn't oh, it? It's great. God. There There's more episode. of that to come as well. There was one episode, yeah. wasn't there, where after we'd, fi- well, after we'd pressed stop on all of the recording equipment, <laughs> Rosie was like, has all the recording stopped now? <laughs> yes, <laughs> Rosie has. <laughs> she just let loose. Yeah. Blooming neck. <laughs> <laughs> there were quite a few bloomings, yeah. yeah. I yeah. wish she said blooming. Jeez, my ears burnt. <laughs> oh, it was very good. It was very good. But yes, there's our little roundup of new things this Christmas. It's Christmas, man. Nothing's new. It's all old traditions and comfy, comfy, relaxing. So we're going to move on to our main feature where... Rob is going to tell us some things that are happening. Yes. So this was quite a while now that we actually filmed this, um, but we've saved it for the Christmas special because I think it's great. Uh, I was fortunate enough to sit down with none other than Shuhei Yoshida, who is the head of independent development at PlayStation, to talk about his favourite games, his favourite memories from working at PlayStation uh, and I think it's a wonderful interview, and you can enjoy that now. We are delighted to be joined today by none other than Shuhei Yoshida, the head of the Independent Developer Initiative at PlayStation. Yoshida-san, welcome to PlayStation Access. It's an Thank absolute you. pleasure to speak to you today. Yeah, it's been some time since I was uh, on this program, so I'm so excited to be back in this beautiful London studio. It's amazing. Studio. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely fantastic to have you back on the show. Um, the first question I want to ask you, with your role now um, involved with independent games at PlayStation, what for you excites you the most about mm. the independent developer scene right now on PlayStation? Well, um, I I think you remember that you know even when I was managing first party, I was a huge fan of indie yes. games. So I used to visit in events like uh, indie booths, and when I found uh, great indie games, I used to take photo and tweet, you know, trying to help promote these, you know, uh, developers and games. Yeah. And uh, I really had fun, like uh, joining like a uh, program, like our, you know, broadcast, uh, you know, podcast at E3 and these events. When I saw the my favorite indie developer talking. I just jumped into the stream and I, hey, you know, this game is great, you know. So I, I've been a huge fan and advocate of indie game. So that's the reason I think you know, Jim asked me to uh, participate in all the departments in the company uh, who were already, you know, helped supporting, you know, indie games, you know, from the global third party relations team to, you know, uh, PR team, social team, uh, store team and operations team and uh, you know Jim asked me to elevate the effort 
that uh, we as PlayStation to to uh, extend to you know indie developers and indie publishers. So to answer your question, uh, what I was doing for for my fun and hobby yeah. uh, during my first party days. Now I do it, you know, 24-7, right? The dream. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing, especially this year when the real events have come back. Yeah. And, uh, you know, indies need real events. You know, online events are great. You know, it's very easy to post their, you know, trailers. And uh, uh, however, uh, being able to showcase their games to the, you know, consumers and the media people and investors and, uh, you know, publishers, and um, has, have a hands-on, it's so important. So I've been visiting, you know, like uh, I visited Gamescom and uh, PAX West and TGS and EGX this week, yeah. like uh, four real events in the last four weeks. And it's so fun to meet with all these, you know, developers and uh, check out their new games. So that's the most fun that I have. Amazing. And like your time at PlayStation, how do you think the the indie game scene has changed? Because I feel like when people hear the term indie game, mm-hmm. they immediately have like a, I guess, a certain perception in their head of what that kind of game is. Mm-hmm. But some of the games we're seeing coming out now from independent developers, they're mm-hmm. like, they look and they play mm-hmm. like as incredibly as some of the big AAA games. Like, yeah, beautiful so, games yeah. like Kena, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So the to answer your question, the indie games has grown so much, you know, bigger, yeah. more beautiful, more, you know, varied. And, uh, but always, you know, something very consistent about indie games is, you know, indie developers make games for themselves. Yeah. You know, they make games because they believe in not necessarily the you know business person or marketing department you yeah. know that analyze the market and oh this is a trend you know we should uh, you know make a one in this genre no indie developers you know many of them believing their ideas and even when there's no game like that you know they just want to make this game you know for themselves and uh, oftentimes that really creates something that didn't exist and uh, they Many cases, the big new genre, like a battle royale or a creation games, you know, that idea came from just one person, yeah. you know, from indie scene, you know, trying to prove their ideas. And when that game mechanic works, the other larger companies, you know, jump in from, you know, uh, uh, big corporations and create a you know, new trend for the industry. So it's so important that uh, we as an industry support indie community mm-hmm. so that they will keep challenging the convention and come up with yeah. new ideas and come up with new uh, way to uh, 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 help you know, people to enjoy uh, interactivity of this new medium. So that's being consistent. Yeah, and I, I guess lots of people will associate PlayStation, and you mentioned your previous role with, with First Party as well. Lots of people associate PlayStation with PlayStation Studios mm-hmm. and the incredible big mm-hmm. luxury experiences that beautiful those, narrative and games, incredible. Games, yeah. um, but as you've also said, there, there seems to be like a, a concerted effort now from PlayStation to mm-hmm. support independent mm-hmm. developers mm-hmm. more. Why mm-hmm. do you think it is so important for PlayStation mm-hmm. to strike a balance between these huge mm-hmm. epic blockbuster titles that mm-hmm. PlayStation Studios are making and that mm-hmm. us remain? 
an incredible draw for people. Mm. Um, but balancing that with like a varied mm. independent developer offering, what do you think mm-hmm. bringing independent games, elevating them within PlayStation, what, why do you think that's important, not just for PlayStation, but also for players as well? Yeah, yeah. So the, uh, from the very beginning of PlayStation, because I was involved from the very yeah. first PlayStation, we, <laughs> we always loved, you know, supporting, you know, game developers, creators who have some new ideas. For example, you know, when the Parappa the Rapper was created yeah. by Matsura-san, he was a musician, professional, very popular musician in Japan, uh, but he had an idea to use the interactivity of gaming to create you know, the rap and the rhythm and make it some kind of game. And he wasn't sure you know, if uh, he could call it a game because something like that didn't exist. But we really loved the new ideas as a PlayStation and uh, you know, supported and promoted. And I think you know, for the fans of you know, PlayStation, for you know, many generations, you know, they have seeing you know us you know help these creators create something totally new and uh, they i believe they associate playstation to have yeah. you know very very interesting innovative creative games on the platform so that's in our genes like a dna of playstation yeah so so it it comes natural you know for me uh but the um when the triple a games becomes much bigger and uh, more beautiful and uh, huge, you know, hundreds of hours of play and service-based. It's an enormous undertaking by big publishers, including ourselves. And, uh, you know, when you look at the number of releases, these big publishers are making each title bigger and uh, support games, you know, after launch. And uh, as a result, number of games uh, released by each publisher has declined you know, over the, you know, last yeah. uh, many years. And uh, uh, that's great, you know, like, like the games co- coming from, you know, PlayStation Studios are such a beautiful games and they really, really elevate the art of gaming. I'm a huge fan of these games. And, uh, however, uh, we just cannot have a big AAA titles yeah. for the industry to keep advancing because, you know, as uh, technology advances and uh, you know networks and uh, you know social interactivities, all the new things, all the technological development continue to uh, uh, happen, and the game is a media that can suck any of these advancement into uh, something fun, and uh, we need someone to uh, uh, take take advantage of these, you know, new effort, like, you know, something like virtual reality or, you know, artificial intelligence, you know, we need someone who are so much interested in using uh, these new tech and try to come up with some new experiences. And when we have a large studio working on big uh, 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 undertaking for over many years, it's not easy for large, you know, publishers, large studios to jump on to something that's unproven, you know, from business standpoint as well. Uh, so, so it's where the indie developers shine, you know, they, you know, as I was saying, you know, they believe in something and they try to do it because they want to do it. So they lead the way to show, you know, how the new trend or new ideas can be, you know, made into uh, uh, this video game form. 
So for the industry and for PlayStation, it's super important mm. to support uh, indie community. As a fan of indie games yourself, then, um, what, what have been some of your recent favorites? <laughs> if you had to name three, for instance. Oh, yeah, like uh, last year's my personal game of the year was Inscription. And that's a game that everybody plays it, loves it, but uh, everybody's don't want to talk about it yeah. because we don't want to spoil yes. uh, for the people who haven't played. Uh, so uh, trust me, that's an amazing game. You know, I recommend to everyone, but I cannot tell why. No, right. <laughs> One of those ones you just have to play. <laughs> yeah, another game uh, that was really super popular was Stray. Yes. Yeah, yeah. and uh, we are lucky to be able to put it in the new PlayStation Plus yes. extra tiers. So lots of people played it. And uh, it's another, you know, beautiful game uh, from indie scene, uh, developer from, you know, France. And you said three. Uh, I, let me say uh, Shifu, uh, yes. the, you know, Kung Fu action game. I know, was rubbish at that. Year. I was rubbish at it. <laughs> so difficult. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I, I love, like, a Souls-like games. Yes. However, yeah. I'm, I'm really bad at parrying. So you know, I cannot do it. <laughs> however, however, Shifu, when you learn the rhythm and the enemies like uh, attack pattern, yeah. it, you know, the game makes it much, much more easier to be able to do it. So, you know, when you like uh, watch the enemies patterns, you feel like you are like a Kung Fu Masters. Yeah. Uh, so, so it's amazing, you know, when initially, because you just cannot hit, the, you know, kick, 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 or punch, 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 you know, you, 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 you get destroyed. Yeah. However, when you learn how to play it, you know, watch the enemy and let, let them attack you first and then you, like, avoid it and counterattack, you feel, you, you can advance, you know, quite uh, far into the game. Yeah. It's, it's an amazing game. So I recommend you to come back to the game. Maybe I need to... You'll be surprised. more practice for me then, <laughs> yeah. Um, Yoshida-san, we've talked a lot about independent games, but as someone who's been with PlayStation since the very beginning, mm -hmm. I have to ask you about sort of that time. Um, back at the very beginning of PlayStation, mm -hmm. when you were first, when the company was first created, mm -hmm. um, do you have any standout memories from that time, mm -hmm. especially when you compare it to where PlayStation is now, mm -hmm. and, and think that make you think back and go, "Wow, things were so different." Then. <laughs> when the company was for, uh, formed, uh, Sony Computer Entertainment in November 1993, um, I was employee number 32. Uh, wow. They gave the number from the chairman to you know president to vice president, so I was like a manager level. So. You know, I, I got, you know, uh, employee number 32. And the whole company was about 80 people. Wow. The whole department. So I still remember we had, like, a, a, a starting opening party <laughs> or, uh, in just one room in the hotel. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was there. And because uh, we are so small and uh, each person uh, were given like a lot of responsibility and we had to help each other yeah. uh, because we are so you know small we are like a venture company within Sony and uh, so I uh, started as a part of the now uh, what we call third party relations you know group uh, interface to the you know publishers and developers and uh, my role was to uh, uh, convince you know Japanese publishers to bring their games to PlayStation. Yeah. And at that time, you know, 
Uh, there are people who believed in the innovation on the 3D graphics that PlayStation, like Namco, uh, you know, had amazing arcade, you know, 3D graphics game like yeah. Witch Racer, and they didn't have the outlet of their games to bring to, you know, consumer. Yeah. Uh, so they saw, you know, PlayStation. This, you know, we can bring our arcade, you know, 3D graphics games to consumer. So they were like uh, aligned with us from the very beginning. So it was very, very fun to work with these people. My goal was to uh, make this PlayStation successful yeah. so that I can keep working on, yeah. you know, video games, you know, in Sony. And uh, our goal was, you know, starting from, let's sell one million unit, but we had a huge, you know, ambition. Yeah, so it was super fun uh, to, to, we had the feeling that we are bringing something totally new yeah. to the industry. The, you know, 3D graphics and CD-ROM and the new way to publish games with much lower cost and the quicker, you know, manufacturing that we are able to convince many new publishers to come into the video game industry. And, uh, you know, many other innovations we are able to bring, like, uh, you know, digital distributions and the virtual reality. And uh, so every time uh, we work on something new and uh, bring these tools to uh, game creators and they get very excited and come up with some amazing games. That's how uh, uh, I, I have had so, so fun life. <laughs> yeah, it sounds amazing. I mean, I guess this is a very big question as well, but what if you had to pick one game on PlayStation out of your entire time mm-hmm. working with the company as like mm-hmm. your personal favorite PlayStation mm-hmm. game of all time, mm-hmm. what would it be? And also, mm-hmm. More recently, what would your yeah. favorite PlayStation 5 game so far be? Okay. The first uh, answer I always say is Journey. Journey. Uh, yeah, oh, so we are so fortunate to be able to work with this, you know, young, you know, creative group uh, and, and in, you know, that game company. They, you know, just graduated from the uh, university uh, in uh, uh, California. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, courage and uh, uh, they they were new. Uh, they formed a new company and they didn't have office, so we get let them to work inside the Santa Monica Studios, and uh, we signed you know three game deal with them and created you know Flow, Flower, and Journey and the Journey, and they had amazing way to to show the story of uh, life of a yeah. person, right? Yeah. Without any text or conversation yeah. or narrative or anything, just you play it, you feel this is, you know, following uh, someone's life. Yeah. And many people, you know, including myself, I had lost my grandmother a couple of years ago. And when I was playing the game, I was remembering her. And uh, when the game Journey is a small game that you, anyone could play through within like three hours. Yeah. Got every kind of uh, award at the uh, big award show, like at Dice Summit, uh, Genova Cheng, uh, the creator, game director of the game, made a, a speech. And uh, he read the letter he received from uh, a girl who played the game right after she lost her father. And she said that you know when she played the game, she was remembering uh, uh, spending time with her father, and she was able to overcome the sorrow by playing the game and feeling 
her father very close to her yeah. or some, something like that, yeah. very touching. And uh, the whole uh, uh, audience, you know, uh, gave him like a standing ovation. That's a beautiful, beautiful game. And that showed the power of uh, idea. Uh, just small game can touch, you know, yeah. the, the emotion of uh, people who play the game. So that's absolutely my favorite game. Uh, on PlayStation. Yeah, it would be, it'll be up there for me as well. It's an incredible, <laughs> incredible game. And, and the yeah. second answer, the more recent, my yes. favorite PS5 game is uh, Returnal. Um, oh, another game I'm so bad at. <laughs> I'm so bad at it. I, I'm a huge fan of roguelike, and yeah. I, when I play the game, well, I have been a big fan of Housemark games, yes, right? Yeah. Really great, you know, arcade, uh, arcade games, but... Uh, when I played Returnal, well, actually, you know, I was still in the first party, and uh, so we, you know, uh, greenlit, and uh, I was building, you know, Housemark while, you know, the game was in development. So I, I got a chance to play the game as the game was developed, but every time I played the game that I was feeling, well, why no one tried this to create, like, a total 3D action uh, game roguelike? Yeah. And uh, they use their you know, expertise in, uh, in, you know, like um, bread hell, like, uh, you know, shooter-like things, and uh, beautiful game. And I, I almost platinumed it. And I couldn't, <laughs> I, I, I still, you know, I, it was, I, I was too uh, g- graph, graphs uh, short. Or finding? Yeah, well, I'm, not, I'm nowhere near the plan, <laughs> and Yoshida says so. <laughs> but, but, but that game, really, the use of 3D audio, yeah. you know, you are able to tell where your enemy yes. is shooting you from. It's such a amazing, the use of, uh, you know, adaptive trigger and haptics. And that's, that, you know, my favorite. You mentioned two things there that sort of tie into questions I've got coming up. One being sort of like the amazing emotional response to Journey, mm-hmm. um, which I want to ask you about first. And it's been, well, for everyone, it's been a tough couple of years. Mm-hmm. And there have been people, mm-hmm. I think, who who didn't necessarily play video games before have now discovered video games mm-hmm. and, and the joy that video games can bring. Mm-hmm. And this is a very wide question, but for you personally, mm-hmm. what is it about video games that you think is so important and unique in terms of people being able to use video games as a way of like like comfort in, mm-hmm. in difficult times. Mm-hmm. Like the people seem to be able to use video games like they like no other medium. What is it about games mm-hmm. that you think makes them so special in that regard? Well, you know, video games in many games, you know, they're single player games, but many games nowadays, you know, connect people. Yeah. And uh, and uh, you know, I was watching my daughters. I have twin daughters. <laughs> In high school, you know, staying at home during COVID time, you know, the school was shut down. But they played video game every day. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, when I observed them play games, they are just uh, having chat with their friends. You know, same people every day and uh, playing games. But, uh, you know, I couldn't tell if they are doing it for the game or doing it to, to talk to their friends. Uh, but either way, you know, they are sharing the experience together. And uh, for them, it's really important to be able to uh, uh, socialize with, yeah. with their friends. And uh, so 
Um, that's the, you know, the power of video game is to taking all the advancement of the tech and services like a social network services into the game. And uh, while you are playing games, you can be connected uh, either at the same time or in the way, more in a very subtle way. Uh, like, uh, you know, like, uh, Souls games, you know, you can see the other players, you know, messages and how they died and, uh, you know, learn yes. from them. So the feeling that you are connected with, uh, society and the other players, uh, and, uh, you can also help others in that way as well. And that's really, really powerful medium. The other thing that you mentioned was nearly getting the platinum trophy on Returnal. Mm-hmm. And we, are quite obsessed with trophies at PlayStation Access. Mm-hmm. We love collecting platinums. I wanted to ask you, what is the platinum trophy you've got that you are most proud of? Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, um, I would say Bloodborne. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was a hard one, especially yeah. the, the one boss in Chalice Dungeon, yeah. like uh, the, the dog in the flame. Yes. It was so hard. Uh, but when I beat the boss, I was like, <laughs> yeah, that that was so hard, but I was super super proud uh, of getting platinum. Did you did you summon in help or did you do it solo? Oh well, no, I didn't summon. You know, really? Yeah, wow. yeah. Wow. On, on that boss, yeah, yeah, I beat it by himself. Amazing. I had uh, to summon. Myself. I had to summon. I just couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> it was the chalice dungeons as me as well. Just yeah. so difficult. Yoshida-san, it has been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. I'm so glad to have you back on PlayStation Access. It's been too long. Um, But yeah, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Rob, that was a lovely interview. Well, thank you to Shuhei Yoshida for joining us as well. It's, yes, thank you so it's much. It's always lovely to speak to to the man himself. Well, I think it, I was going to say, Rob, that you know we've been making PlayStation Access for like eleven years now in various forms, and I think that is the first time we've had an interview with uh, Shuhei Yoshida on the channel. I think it is. I think he's appeared. He's had a little cameo appearance. Yes, um, before, but I think yes, you're right. So it's like it was quite. A special interview really yeah Quite a he nice remembered as do. well he was like oh i've not been on the channel i remember uh, he remember playstation access yeah that's oh that's so lovely fun. that's oh my very God. great oh i love it i love it I love he's it. such an industry legend he is he's retweeted a couple of our videos as well so just before ps5 came out rosie edited together a wonderful montage of ps4 memories uh, and Shuhei Yoshida retweeted that video. That is very so he's cool. a big fan of Access. That's very cool. Oh, he's man. not retweeted any of my videos. <laughs> but I'm fine with it. Mm. I'm fine with it. All those ones you put on Twitter. I do. Yeah, my <laughs> Twitter profile is active. <laughs> so, Right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much to Shuhei Yoshida for that lovely interview. Thank you to Rob for doing it. Yeah, well done, Rob. And we're going to move on back to some Christmassy goodness now. Yes. What so, have you got? I thought it would just be nice to ask first up, just how are you going to spend Christmas Day, everyone? Oh, <laughs> well, how are you going to spend your birthday, Rob? Yeah. Well, I have like a about I have about probably about half an hour. Yeah, where it's like, should we? Should Rob open his birthday present? And then I just <laughs> call you that. Yes, it's literally. Yeah, you what know, time is it now? It's nine now. My, so yeah, I'm going to my sister-in-law's for Christmas this year. Okay, my sister-in-law is hosting it. Um, so they'll be all like in the kitchen just. Doing the obligatory. I mean, I I get it. If I if I was had my Christmas day interrupted by some other pain in the neck who had their birthday, I'd be like, for God's sake, 
get on with it. Yeah. No one cares. I, I understand no one's going to care. Everyone just wants to get on with their Christmas. I don't like it either. It's annoying. I just want to get it out of the way. Everyone's oh. looking at me for half an hour. So you quickly open your cards and stuff, and it's like, okay, back to it. <laughs> you done now, uh, Rob? You've had your birthday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, good. Right, good. Yes. Oh, it's really making me laugh because I'm thinking, like, this is how Jesus must feel. <laughs> but, like, it's his birthday. Can we not forget, please? It's uh, actually my birthday, yeah. so yeah. kind of a big deal. Oh, it's just but other than that, I'll just be, I, my plan is just to eat and drink just all day. Mm. Yeah. Just do it. It's a good plan. It, it's a classic of, plan. Lots of lovely cheese. Oh, I love a bit of cheese at Christmas. Yeah. All the posh cheese comes out. Yeah. Uh, chutney, getting some chutney on there. Oh, yes. Yeah. Lovely, like, caramelised onion chutney Ooh, please. on a, a, a lovely Stilton lovely. cracker. A Stilton cracker? A Stilton, Stilton, cracker. Got Stilton on a cream cracker. Okay. Oh, okay. Right. Just to clarify. Whoa, that was crazy some, then. Yeah. <laughs> mad Ooh. for a second there. Uh, Where you, when you're just using like a slither of uh, like mature cheddar to house <laughs> some Stilton. <laughs> like, you've gone I mean, too I would, far. I would do it. I'd definitely give it a go, <laughs> yeah. And at Christmas, you you know, randomly, you'll just put some grapes on the board, won't you? Oh, no yeah. No one eats the grapes. They're for decoration, they're just for decoration. Yeah, just you don't frosted actually touch red the grapes. grapes. Oh, they're good. I, I uh, eat the grape as a little palate cleanser to have more cheese yeah, yeah. I mean that is actually yeah. right the sweet and salty it is delicious. a palate cle- a palate cleanser like I a think. nice Wensleydale with fruit in mm. like it's the same yeah this is I changing just... the subject very slightly but I recently learned that the ginger that they give you with sushi is a palate cleanser yeah I didn't know that phrase I thought you were supposed to have it with the sushi I was like oh okay but no it's between so maybe yeah the grape is it? Is it? it makes sense I've to me I've never experienced this with, I'm not a big sushi eater right but yeah, well, you come. They, if you buy a little Sainsbury's pack, it comes right. with some ginger. Okay. They also, some if you go to uh, Japan, there's also there's ginger about. Mm-hmm. And what, the like idea is like a little sl- yeah, like a little slither of uh, raw ginger. Or it's it's, it's, it's the, loads of words came out that weren't the right ones. <laughs> um, it's sometimes pickled ginger as well. Like yeah, pickles. Oh my god, pickled ginger and pickled just like pickled anything. Just pickle me. Stuff. Just pickle me. Just pickle me. <laughs> Just yeah. pickle me. Pickled pickles. Uh, yeah, God, I'm I'm well up for some pickles. How are you spending Christmas Day, Ash? I mean, you did say you'll be just curled up with Toasty in front of the gas fire, but anything else? That was Christmas Eve. Oh, so sorry, my bad. Christmas Day, I'll be curled up with Toasty in front of the gas fire. Ah, different day. Uh, yeah. yeah, but no, I, uh, I'm going to wake up and... At some point, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because usually we do things differently, but this year it's just um, me and my parents. So we're going to wake up whenever we want. We're going to have a lie-in. Sounds nice. Which has been decided in advance, like a month in advance. We're yeah. like, shall we have a lie-in? <laughs> so we're a lie-in. Everyone's um, looking forward to the lie-in very much. And then I think, I think we're going to, usually we'd all get up and open presents, but I think what we're going to do, lie-in, start prepping the day like get the table set get the living room nice um mom's gonna do the the dinner have our dinner a bit earlier um because usually we'd have it like two or three i think we'll probably have it like 12 or one and then open presents after dinner and have like the post christmas slump yeah um i don't know how if surrounded it would, by paper yeah i don't know if it's actually going to work like that um but that's the plan at the moment and then we'll go over to my aunt's house in the evening uh, and eat all of her leftovers as well which would be great because uh, we do like a family secret Santa and play games uh, like board games and stuff so that'll be really nice and I think we're going to visit my nan and granddad at some point as well in the day I don't really know I just go yeah. with the flow I just turn up have my books fizz and I'm like eh. yeah I don't think we I don't think I have very many traditions in my household really um, and you know since I have now since my parents now this will be the second year that my parents have come to me it's sort of like me trying to figure out what my traditions are mm-hmm. 
uh, in our house. And now I'm just very lazy. So the and traditions are just... it's time for the Astros Playroom Hour. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. It's tradition. Yes. <laughs> I win again. Um, yeah, so I think I think this year I'm just going to try and take it easy. Not Just have lots of food and drink around for people so they just can, you know... I don't want it to be like... That's the most important thing. There just must always be food and drink. Yeah, there. and everyone knows where it is. They can yeah. help themselves. Mm-hmm. I don't, there's no ceremony. There's no like, oh, yeah. we can't eat until this... It's like, no, just help, help yourself. And I think... I'm going to try and get like a bunch of board games this year. Yes. I'd like to do some board games, some fun away from screens as well as the screen time. But that's for me. I don't want to like all have to watch a thing together, you know, where it's like, let's all watch. Let's all watch the King's Speech. Uh, the movie, or, yeah, yeah, it could be either. Oh, <laughs> let's all watch this. Like, I'm going to try and avoid that and be like, let's all play a board game, and then like, I'm going to play some PlayStation. Um, but yeah, should be good. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, definitely. Do you guys have uh, any Christmas games that you've got like for the holiday season in the run? Video games. It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this year, I I am currently still playing Marvel's Midnight Suns, mm-hmm. and I am absolutely loving it. And I cannot wait. It's going to be my Christmas. I was, I've been very tempted to say to name my Christmas game as uh, The Witcher Three: Wild Hunt <gasps> Ooh, coming Christmas to PS Five. It's not arrived yet at the time of recording. Um, <clears throat> and I, I, I'm probably about forty hours into The Witcher Three, but I haven't played it for sort of three or four years. I just got got a bit fed up with Nath banging on about it. <laughs> you know, when someone loves something, you're like, Do you know what? I'm just not going to play it. <laughs> I like, <laughs> but now um, feels. <laughs> Now feels Shut like a great time <laughs> to go back, but I and it would be a brilliant Christmas game. But I'm just loving Marvel's Midnight Sun so much at the moment. I can't imagine not playing that. Yeah. Every chance, every chance I get to play a game at the moment, it's that I'm just really, really enjoying it. And as a bonus, it's very pick up and put downable. It's like do a it, scenario. It's all like. Um, contained within days, so you can just do a day, and a day can probably take. You know, it could take. 20 minutes or it could take an hour but it's like nice little self-contained thing and move on so i'm just i i'm i really can't wait to just play loads of that and also because it's a turn-based game it can just be really slow and i can stop to eat i don't even have to pause the game <laughs> i'll just be eating and thinking and drinking and sort of like nip to the loo yeah, and whatever they all just move. stood there like mid-battle just like what it's christmas what are we doing it's i'm christmas. like oh, just wait so yeah, that's going to be my Christmas. That'll game. be your Christmas Day game, but it sounds like yeah. you can do all those things. You can I know. have Mother and Father Jackson watching over. That's have right. A chat, come back. Yeah, hundred percent. Nice. What about you guys, Rob? Well, I I'm trying to make it so that Cyberpunk 2077 is my Christmas Good game. Good choice. Um, but I think the reality is, I could feel, I could already feel it happening oh, inside no. me. I could feel the. Cogs oh no! Turn no, in it's my brain. not. It's not what uh, I think it is. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Oh my God! You just want something familiar, but also The Witcher Three as well. I was going to say yeah. The Witcher Three. I'm really excited about it. I've seen all of the footage of it on PS5. Obviously, by the time this goes out, it will already be here. Yeah. Um, and I have finished The Witcher Three, but the thought of returning to it on PS5 really excites me in a in a warm, cozy, familiar kind of way. Yeah. I. It's a. Uh, it's a lovely game to walk on. There's like a bleakness to it, but also like a a coziness to The Witcher Three's yeah. world as well. Like the Skellig Isles are just wonderful, snowy, wet mountains surrounded by the sea. Mm. Um, corpses hanging on. Oh, 
gibbets. Just like home. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> it's lovely. But it's all you know, like big feasts and o- yes, roaring exactly. open fires yeah. and like taverns it's filled great. with music and taverns with and... Gwent in and yeah, oh, I love Gwent wonderful, so much. wonderful game. But again, uh, Skyrim is the I think it's the Christmasiest game for me. I do. F- Struggle has, to disagree. It has it has those Lord of the Rings vibes for me. Yeah. Like it's just it's it, I just know it so well. Yeah, it's my home. Yeah, it's my Christmas home. I won't be playing it on Christmas Day because I'll be entertaining children and yeah. pretending to laugh at my brother-in-law's jokes. Are you sure you won't be but, listening to this? <laughs> <laughs> for Christmas this year, Rob, we listen to the PlayStation Access podcast. And you are not I invited. Love you anymore. all. <laughs> uh, don't. I hope you've not got ketchup on your on your roast dinner, Simon, because that's atrocious. We've heard about that. That a lot. is atrocious. Yeah, yeah, we all, we all judge you. You yeah. can't. We all judge you. Yeah. Rob, when you play Skyrim now, what do you do? Do you continue from like your level whatever save and just wander around? Or? Sometimes, sometimes I download a bunch of mods. Okay. And just experience it with like nice water. Yes. Denser grass. Yeah. Dynamic weather. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like yeah, I like just walking around. I like yeah. just walking around because that's the beauty of Skyrim. You can just walk around, and even if you finished all of the quests, stuff will continue to just happen. Yeah, well, as we learned in the Christmas yes. maze. So yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Ash? Have you got any games lined up for Christmas? No, and <gasps> I really like it. I like really? the free. Any game could be my Christmas game. Ooh. Anything. The world is my oyster. It feels any like world. fate will intervene here. Yeah. You know that is quite exciting. Oh, I like. I think, you know, at the moment. All I want to do is maybe finish a Plague Tale Requiem. Yeah. Uh, but I know it's not super long, which is good. I just want some short, snappy, like, story games. So yeah. I think a Plague Tale Requiem. Um, Black Tale as well, I've got. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else? I've just got, like, a little backlog of, like, small, cute games. Yeah. Um, a little bit spooky, a little bit fun. That I'm just ready to ready to, to to bash through without any sort of pressure on myself to go. This is my game. So yeah. my Christmas is a Christmas of freedom. Right that sounds now, nice. Which I'm very <clears> excited about. But my my dad loves video games as well. So whatever he probably is like, you've got to play this because yeah. when he likes a game, he's like, you must play it. You must yeah. simply put here, play it right now. I think there's something really. I do think there's something in that. Like a, I think I was saying earlier to. Robin Ash before we started recording that like I do worry about the pressure of Christmas about the pressure of I've got to have the most amazing time with my family and we must all feel love and you know <laughs> and it's like I don't want to put any pressure on myself with a Christmas game that's the good thing about Marvel's Midnight Suns is I've already started playing that so I'm in it's no pressure to have I know I'm just happy and I'm enjoying it but you know when you think like all oh, year like this will be my Christmas game I must have fun with it like I'm I'm enjoying like the lack of Getting rid of that pressure this year, yeah. just playing something I'm already doing, and I'm going to enjoy it for sure. Yeah, that's that's my thought. <laughs> Sometimes absence makes the heart grow fonder it as does. well. You know, a little break, and then you're like, "Oh, I really feel like a game. Really feel like that now." Yeah, stick it on. That's my take. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And I keep pulling this face. So I'm sorry for everybody looking uh, on the camera, uh, <laughs> 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 but for the people listening, it's it's fine. My next question is, do you have any standout gaming memories related to Christmas? Like when you think of Christmas gone by, what mm. are the the things that come to mind that make you feel like nostalgic and warm and fuzzy? The greatest day of my life, actually, was my 16th birthday. Yeah. It was a Christmas 2002. Mm-hmm. And I got a PS2. That's 20 years ago. Oh, my God, it is. <laughs> I got a PS2. For my birthday, yep. yeah, and for Christmas, <gasps> I got Final Fantasy X 
and the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring extended edition DVD. Oh my god! Now this was the first. The How PS2 did you know what to do first. <laughs> oh, it was it was and ridiculous. Was running between <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> the PS2 was the first DVD player I had owned as well. So oh, yeah. I had the Fellowship of the Ring, the regular theatrical cut on VHS, right. which had a horrible bit of warped. I don't know what you call it. Static. Just static at the top of it. Every yeah. time you got past the scene where Saruman brings down the mountain, this little bit of horrible static would come up and I was quite sad so I got the DVD and I was like and it was so beautifully clear wonderful 480p (laughs) clarity Uh, but at the time it was amazing what a day I just opened my presents and then just disappeared for the rest of the day it was amazing and it was you know 16th birthday so it was that transition between being an excitable child and an adult so that was sort of like the last Christmas I think I had where I felt that kind of giddy excitement about what yeah. I was going to get because mm. um, I already knew I was getting a PS2 because I found all of the presents in the cupboard. <laughs> they were already wrapped. <laughs> oh my God. Are you one like, of them? Uh, I, I found DVD-shaped parcels that you were, wrapped you were up. You were a rummager. Like, <gasps> you were a rummager. <laughs> I've got DVD Ooh. shapes. Oh my God. They must have bought me a PS2. Oh, oh, if great. I saw anything so even vaguely present-shaped, I would just like shut my eyes Same. and run away. I literally, like, no. I was like, the surprise is sacred. Yeah. And like someone's... <gasps> Oh, it really it shakes me when people go and find their presents. I'm like, someone's thought about that and like, you know, a nice, lovely gift. And I just, I, I just, yes. but then, but then if you can't control your reaction, it's bad. I understand, you know. Good. I was still incredibly excited when I unwrapped them all. Yeah. Yeah. Because my, my, my friend used to go and find all of his presents, unwrap them all, look at them all, and then wrap them back up wow, and that's hide bad. them. Because, <laughs> that's because, really because, bad. He, because he knows that he'll be like, oh, if he doesn't like something, right. so he's like, I need to manage. Oh, here we my- go. Prepare my face. <laughs> and I was always like, what are you Socks. doing? Yeah. <laughs> I do remember one Christmas when I was a lot younger and I, I desperately wanted the T-Rex from Jurassic Park. Yeah. And What do you mean? A toy of it? The toy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in any sort of large box shape. Oh, God, present. yeah. I was like, it says, I wonder if this is the T Rex. Oh, please be the T Rex. And I didn't get the T Rex because uh, I think it was quite a lot of money. And, yeah. And my parents didn't really have very much money. So being a parent now, they must have felt awful. Really? Just dreadful. Yeah, because they knew their child. Their it. child's like, oh, is this all the T Rex? Christmas. Oh no, it's this. the T Rex. That's all I want <laughs> yeah. in the whole world. It, it was. Oh. So maybe I should have done the unwrapping tactic, so I could <laughs> right. have then not said. Yeah, I hope this is the T Rex. <laughs> it better be the T Rex, mum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why isn't it the T Rex? We are through. Our relationship <laughs> is over. Oh, but man. I bought it for my daughter now, like the the, the new the oh, newer yes. one, the Jurassic I, I World. I bought it for my daughter. Yes. <laughs> so I, I said, do. Yeah, of I have it now, yeah. and the Indominus Rex, and a big Brachiosaurus, and the Stegosaurus, all of them. Yeah. Right. Good. My daughter has all of them. Yes. Well, that is the great thing about becoming an adult. Yeah. Is you can just go. Well, I, I, if I, I'd like that thing, yeah. so I'm just going to get it. for I've me. I've got money, and I'm going to buy it. I'll just get it for me. Yeah. yeah. My uh, great Christmas memory is it's not Christmas Day. But Christmas period, for I think in 1996 for my birthday, I got my uh, a PlayStation, and um, I, I was got... going to do that. That's <laughs> yeah, that's right. Not so quick on that's the old maths. 26 years ago, <laughs> it was indeed. Um, I was 11 for my 11th birthday, and um, I can't. I got a couple of games with it, which were, you know, when parents have a go, they haven't done the research. <laughs> 
and they get you just a couple of games and they were fun but they were not the games i really wanted and i and like marge simpson getting bar that <laughs> golf game right exactly <laughs> and obviously as a child as we always talk about you don't have any spending power so i had those two games for probably like the first three months my birthday's in september so and uh christmas was coming i can't remember what specifically what i asked for but just completely out of the blue my dad came home one day from work in December. It was like, it was probably, you know, the sort of third week of December, uh, a week before Christmas, something like that, with a stack of PlayStation games, like like 10 or 12 PlayStation games. And his friend from work's uh, son had, all, these were all his PlayStation games. And she, his friend, had, it was his mum. I've explained this badly. The, <laughs> my dad's friend had uh, confiscated her son's PlayStation because he'd been bad and <laughs> and had given me all wow. the PlayStation games on loan on loan oh. for the Christmas period. So oh. I had like <gasps> Wipeout, Crash Bandicoot, Tekken, like just a whole bunch of games. I was just like, and I did. I was just like, ah, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to play first. I played loads and loads and loads of Crash Bandicoot that Christmas. So Crash Bandicoot feels very Christmassy to me. Um, <clears throat> And it was just a wonderful Christmas miracle. And I don't even remember if I got any PlayStation games for Christmas that year. Probably not. All uh, I can think about is the poor child know, who I'm had straight. his PlayStation. Don't be bad, don't be bad kids. I think he was like a like a you know he was like seventeen. Um, oh really? Yeah, he was like a seventeen-year-old kid. He'd done something bad. I don't know what he'd done. <laughs> so I thought like you know eight. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. Was, seventeen. Well, he's done something very bad. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Like, who knows what he'd done? But it was <laughs> but it was, was awful. it was confiscatable badness. Right, so and I benefited, and it was one. And I mean, what a great way! What a great gift she gave me that Christmas. <laughs> I, think, I think it's the perfect punishment. Uh, so that is an extremely uh, Christmassy thing for me. The other thing is just uh, my best friend and I just had a Christmas tradition of whatever games we got for Christmas, just on Boxing Day. I would go to his house and, uh, like, if there was a new console involved, whoever got the new stuff, we would just show each other the stuff. We'd just spend the whole day on Boxing Day just playing games, playing the new games. And, you know, we didn't get loads of games. It was, like, probably, like, two or three between us or something. And just doing that thing where, like, oh, can you see can you see your own feet? Just, like, asking, you know, it was at a time where graphical advancements were, I think, were particularly important. And just games were advancing, like, at a massive rapid rate. So... There was always just new stuff. Developers were discovering new things, and we would just spend Boxing Day playing our games together and just like talking about, like, oh, just coming up with little challenges for each other. Like, can you see this? Can you do that? Oh my God, that's so cool. What? That's stuff like that. It was just like, that is a Christmassy thing to me. It's like spending Boxing Day with him and, um, and experimenting with our new games. That's wholesome. It was a lovely time. I don't feel like I have like a specific video game memory, but games have always been central to the Millman family Christmas. Yes. Um, So recent years, it's been Christmas dinner. Uh, We'll have like a starter and then the main 
And then before we have dessert, my dad will unveil some sort of thing that he's gotten <laughs> um, for us all to play before we do dessert. <sighs> so it was like he bought like three plasticine models that we had to make, um, for example. <laughs> I love this. And then we all made them and turned them into little Christmas decorations. Yeah, that's great. Or um, he'd ha uh, he's, he's loves board games, so there'd be like just like a quick party game or something. Um, and we always have like a round of games in the evening where it's like Tin Can Alley, where you have like the tin cans yeah. and like the, the fake gun where you can shoot them off with a laser. Um, and then you've got like this old Olympic game where you can spin a man round and he jumps up. And <laughs> I know the one, yeah. Yeah, and we, can, and we compete on all of these and have a quiz. And then it's like, who's the grand champion of Christmas? They get a giant piece of like Christmas chocolate. Um, but like prior to that, when I was younger and being an only child, child? <laughs> and being an only child who was very spoiled. Um, and like, I was super close to my parents. Like I shared all of the gaming and fun, like mm. spooky stuff with my dad. Uh, but we were big fantasy, fantasy and like stealth games were like, me and my dad were absolutely tight over. And then I would like bond with my mom over everything else. Basically yeah. like me and my dad like did, did games and movies and my mom like, we just we just really get on so i i always knew i was going to get nice things that they knew that i would like and it's always been that way i'm very thankful for my parents yeah. i love them a lot and and back in the day my best christmas memory was i remember coming downstairs and i like unwrapped my presents and got loads of lovely stuff and the last one was um do you know like the the fake circus like toy circus um, things. Like you can have like popcorn makers or um, like grabber machines. And yeah, like, I know you. They're Little... like toy size. Yeah. What the last present I unwrapped was. A grabber machine, yeah, um, but like this little toy size circus one, that the you claw, put, yeah, 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 that you could put <laughs> coins into. And she'd wrapped up loads of little individual presents in there. And the last <laughs> one I pulled out was an iPod shuffle, and <laughs> I was like, I was so gassed. Like, <laughs> like, it was so good. That is great. And she'd got the popcorn maker as well. So afterwards, we were like, I was so spoiled. I was so spoiled. But it was how did she amazing. get all the presents inside the grabber that machine? Is I brilliant. think there's a compartment. Where you can put them in right. because That's it's like a toy one. Um, what if you couldn't get them out? Well, it would have been There's a very a bad in Christmas. There. <laughs> <laughs> Just smash it. A little bit. I did. Like, I sort of did a little hint. Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to go too far. My mom's name's Wendy, but I keep trying to get Big Wendover. She hates that nickname, but I just think it sounds great. It sounds like all right, Big Wend. All right, <laughs> Big Wend. Yeah, but she, she. I think she wants to be. She wants to be Little Wend or like. Dead Eye Wend is who she is now because she's very good at archery. Oh, wow. Yeah, I went to an archery thing with her at a castle and she she hit the bell. Nobody else could do it and my mom hit the bell straight away. I'd really like to do an archery thing. Well, was it fun? don't go with my mom. No. She will or do because she sounds like she could teach me a thing or two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, was, it, was like a, it was like a fair at Glastonbury. That's very cool. We went, we went shopping solely with the purpose of buying as many crystals as possible and Glastonbury is the place <laughs> to do that. That's the place to do it. I'm getting off track. So just to kind of wrap up this main feature section. Hey, very good. Hey, nice. Christmas wrapping. <laughs> uh, are there any favourites for Christmas in games? Like your favourite Christmas sequences? So like for me, it's just such a little throwaway bit, but um, Undertale has like a big reference to Christmas that isn't like really Christmas. It's like this similar holiday because they have this big reindeer that walks around called Gift Trot that... <laughs> That they dress up with Gift stuff on trot. His, 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 his horns because he just loves gifts. Oh, that's very good. Um, and they have well, then call me Gift Trot Gift because trot. Uh, yeah, so do I. It's just it's just a nice little wholesome thing, and also the overcooked like seasonal toppings is 
amazing. Yeah, Just I feel like this is a. I think this is a, a void in my gaming knowledge because I'm struggling to think of any any Christmas Christmases in games. Well, fortunately, I asked Rosie this beforehand okay. as well. Who what did she come up with? Sent over her list, which was Yakuza. Okay. Yakuza. Yeah. Sorry. Um, and Shenmue as well. Yeah. Um, Nightmare Before Christmas uh, as well is in Kingdom Hearts 2 and it has its own game. I've never seen it. And Gex as well, she mentioned. Oh, there's a Christmas in Gex? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I like it when games do their... Their own Their festival. Christmas DLC. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, like uh, Crash Team Racing, Nitro Fueled, released like a Christmas track. Yeah. We raced in the very first season of the Christmas Maze and it was... I just really liked that. Yeah. I like it when a game you already know sprinkles a little bit of Christmas on itself. It's like, hey, <laughs> happy Christmas. Um, in particular, I like it when... That's like, Robert S. Pearson to a T. Yeah. A game you know sprinkles... That's Rob sprinkles sprinkling a, a little bit of Christmas yeah. on himself. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I do, yes. Um, but like Final Fantasy fourteen does lots of seasonal events all the time as well, and it is brilliant at dressing up, again, dressing up all these places that you're familiar with already, Um and it's you know it's it's like a new thing on yeah. top of the thing you already know, Destiny which is like what Christmas well. is. It's like Destiny does Christmas your house as well. With lights. Destiny. Uh, sorry, she's playing like Christmas. Tennis <laughs> yeah, 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 Christmas. <laughs> tennis. I was just going to say Destiny. That's what I thought of one. Destiny, Christmas, <laughs> and Destiny, yeah. or Destiny Two. Very nice. Uh, I also wrote down Batman Arkham Origins as well, um, which is like I think it's got some Christmassy bits in, or you can speak to the Calendar Man who will tell you stuff about what he did on christmas right i haven't i haven't played uh arkham origins but the arkham games do feel a little bit christmas week yeah i guess gotham is cold? it's cold i suppose it's like you know it's a cold but it, it there's something else about it i don't know what it is maybe that was a game that i got for christmas one year one of the like i, I definitely got um arkham asylum for christmas so i think that there's a little bit of history there i think me so christmas. i think so and then for me it's Games aren't... Skyrim's not set at Christmas. No. But I'm going to talk about Skyrim again. It's oh, no. Just, the spirit of Christmas is just in that game. Yeah. It's... There's a inarticulable magic to it that just, I think, is elevated by playing it at Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. There's also actual magic to it. Yes. All right, then, guys. We've spoken about Christmas in games, out of games, and in our lives as well. So now we're going to move on to our lovely comments of the week section, which has a Christmassy flavour Uh, for our audience at home. So let's move on. All right, guys, we're one person down. Oh, boy. So someone's going to take on the double singing role. I'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) Go on, Dave. You know you want to. Musical Uh, aptitude. Let's see what happens. It gets higher. I'm going to start as low as possible today. (laughs) Not as low as possible, but... It's time. It's time. It's time for, for comments of the week. That was bad. I struggled. Moving on. Well, very good. Thank We've you. made it there. It, it is the comments of the week from the hashtag Pod Squad. Pod Squad. Very good guys who are our lovely commenters on YouTube, on social media that use said hashtag and leave a lovely comment or message for Alex, our community coordinator, to swoop up that we can then read out. So if you want to be involved, if you want to be read out on our podcast, drop a message with the hashtag Pod Squad. Pod Squad. Well done. On your preferred platform of choice. And maybe, just maybe, it will end up on my here tablet. So, the first one we've got today is from Mick DC, who says, hashtag pod squad. Pod squad. 
<laughs> I am with Ash. J2Os at Christmas are a big thing in our house. We always have to get the glitter berry in all caps ones in for Christmas. They are grape, cherry and winter spice flavoured drinks, which when you shake them, they do sparkle. They are delicious. Thank you, Mick DC, Mick DC for bringing this up. Wait a minute. When I've you never... shake them, they sparkle? Yeah, you yeah. didn't never explain heard, that. Never yeah. heard of Christmas. I said oh, wait a minute. Wait, yeah, no, you, oh. no, you said they were fizzy. Sparkling. Or did you say it was? I thought you said they were sparkling, oh. and I said I didn't even know they were sparkling. But I also didn't know they were sparkly J two O's. But it's that's sparkly. amazing. Sparkling. This is the first. When you mentioned this the other week, it's the yeah. first time I've ever heard J two O's and Christmas being mentioned. Really? Yeah. Yeah. They're the Christmas drink. They're the Christmas. We would never ever dream of having a J two O. Well, no, 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 neither Unless would it's I. Christmas? It would definitely be like a treat. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't know. I guess it makes sense. Yeah, because they are the Christmas drink. They've got when would Christmas... you have it in the day? Just any throughout the day? Throughout the season. Right. Um, oh, throughout the season. What, you're getting like a crate? Yeah. And then on Christmas Day, you'd have a J2O throughout the day. Like an afternoon drink. Maybe in the morning if you're not feeling anything too crazy, just have a little J2O. You get your J2O. Yeah. You shake it up. Yeah. You look at it and yeah. go, that's Ooh, nice. Yeah. Sparkles. Sparkles. <laughs> yeah. And then you drink it. Yeah, or you can pour it in a glass if you feel it. And every shame. time you do this, you enjoy doesn't... the sparkles, or, you know, by the end of Christmas, you just like just popping off the lid. I'm not, not going to lie. Bother. I know they do the sparkly ones. I, I don't have a physical memory of, of, of drinking a sparkly one. Right. I, we usually always get orange and passion fruit. It's a classic. Yeah, so that's the That's one. the go to one. Yeah. Just don't feel Christmassy to me. I think it's the treat, fruit. isn't it? The point is, I it's suppose. Christmassy. You want. You know, something spicy and... They do you know. winter spice flavour. It's basically posh juice, isn't it? That's yeah. the thing. It's like usually if you have fruit juice throughout the year, you're probably getting it in a carton, the cheap stuff. Yeah. And then I guess the point is we will elevate our fruit juice yeah. for Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that like schler. I would never dream of having schler unless no. it was Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. Christmas yeah. for schler. <laughs> Christmas for schler. Like I, I don't even think I, I've seen schler on the, the shelves unless it's Christmas. Like, yeah. <laughs> I like that you're like blinkered to it. Like you just can't even see it. There's nothing here. And yeah. then it's Christmas. And you're like, oh my God, Elderflower. where have you been all year? Let's so go. Good. That was my like, that was my children's wine. Yeah. Yes, like, lovely. Yes. A little glass of schlur. Fancy, yeah. fancy meal. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> with my meal. Ooh. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, we've also got a comment from Antonio Ruiz who says, love you guys. Also, what are your guys' plats that got away? Do you have any platinums that you're only a few trophies away from getting that for wh- whatever reason you can't get? Minor Portal 2, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2, and Sackboy. Well, I mean, so many plats that got away in as much as yeah. I stopped trying to get them, but n- none that there's any reason I couldn't still get them, yeah. basically. I think the Hollow Knight Platinum is creeping away from me. Come on, Ash. I haven't been back in there. Oh. I've, it's too painful. Uh, the Crypt of the Necrodancer one, I thought I was going to get, and yeah. then I realised how hard it is. Really? Harder than Hollow Knight. Is it? Yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised. Yeah. I, I can imagine that takes a lot. It's not going to happen. I think you could do it. No. I, I, no. I'm trying... Like, re- this year, I kind of like went for a couple of platinums that haven't come to fruition um i went for the uh plague tale mm-hmm. platinum and it's so within reach but i just haven't i haven't got it um what else did i go for i started like softly going for the star wars lego skywalker saga platinum then i was just like what am i doing that's massive yeah <laughs> just chill out on that yeah but no, nothing Nothing that has like got away from me for any reason other than me moving on to something else, which I do a lot. Mm. I'm very fickle. 
That's I think. Fair. And a platinum is a big, to me, a big commitment. And so only it's it only happens when I really, I have to really decide and like really believe in it. I really want it, which doesn't happen to me very often. Mm. How about you, Rob? Any plats that got away? Yeah, Top Spin 4 is one that was oh, got yeah. away from me. Love that game. What's top? I've never heard it's of tennis. Tennis. Oh, that's why. It's great. It's the ultimate tennis game. It was so oh. good. Oh, it was so good. One of the trophies you had to get to level twenty in the online multiplayer. Um, but it wasn't just a case of playing games and leveling up and leveling up. You would gain experience and levels, but if you lost a game, it would it would come back down. <gasps> oh. So you had to be consistently brilliant at it to get all the way to level twenty. Um, and no one plays Topspin 4 online anymore. It's not oh. It's not something I can go back to and get now. Um, Red Dead Redemption 2. No, sorry, Red Dead Redemption, the first one. Yeah. I was also very close to getting the platinum in that. I completed it 100%, did all of the things in single player and all of the single player trophies. It was just a couple of multiplayer trophies that eluded me. So again, I felt sad at not getting that because that was quite a commitment. That would have been quite a difficult one. Mm. Most of my platinums are all fairly straightforward ones i don't get platinums if they're challenging you got the skyrim one yeah again that's just a time commitment rather than anything particularly difficult uh and at the moment i was fully intending to get the god of war ragnarok platinum Mm -hmm. but i haven't yet (laughs) and uh i have the longer i know you have (laughs) the longer it goes on the less likely i am to commit to killing all of the berserkers because i know they're just going to be hard and i'm like you can always I, drop the difficulty down no, I just, from I the one you're on. I just, I just feel like you've I got another level. Like I've, I've played the whole game on Give Me Balance and I feel like I'd be doing a disservice to myself. Like it has trophy. to be, uh, you know, I respect the game too much. Mm-hmm. It's like I've played everything on Give Me Balance. If I'm going to get the Platinum, I'll also get the Platinum on Give Me Balance. But I can feel it slipping away. No. <laughs> I can feel my, no, I don't have to. I don't have to. I've already, I've loved the game. I've done all of the story. I've done all of the, I've, I've done everything apart from the Muspelheim trials and killing all the berserkers. That's what Christmas is for. A little bit of platinum as well. It's not. It's for Skyrim. It's, well, yes, Again. true. I, did, I think I did Detroit Become Human last, Chris, last Christmas or the Christmas before. I don't know. That was my Christmas <gasps> maybe, game. That's maybe, a great game. And that was platinum. Maybe I'll get the platinum on the, the PS5 version of Skyrim. Oh my because, god! Because it doesn't automatically give it to you. There you right. go. So I've currently like on six percent on the PS5 version of Skyrim. <gasps> That's what I'm going to do this Christmas. There's Told loads you it's to do. Platinums. Wow. It's for platinums. Yeah. There we go. Well, that's a that's a good little plan. I look forward to seeing how that goes. Uh, you can come back and It'll do it on go. the channel. Get the final platinum again. Well, I don't think anyone wants to see that again. They will love it. <laughs> I would like to see that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Fine. All right. I will. <laughs> I will do it. <laughs> Oh, uh, let me have a little look. I've got one from Nadida who says, Que todos tengan un feliz Navidad, prospero, adio y feliz día. Who says, May you all have a Merry Christmas, a, prosper- a prosperous New Year and happiness from the song Feliz Navidad by Jose Feliciano. Feliz Navidad. I love that song. I know. I, still, I was going to say, so I thought much. it was your favourite Christmas song. And there was, I used to listen to the, the Heart Breakfast Show. Yeah. When it was a regional one. Yeah. It was like Wiltshire. Uh, and they used to do this silly thing where people could phone in and wish their dads Merry Christmas yeah. using the song Feliz Navidad. Yeah. <laughs> and they would insert the name of the dad in between each of the lines. So basically they'd play the song and he'd be like, Feliz Navidad, 
Nigel. Believe <laughs> Navi, Dad. Nigel. And I just, it's a lovely. I just really liked that idea of people ringing in and wishing their dads a Merry Christmas. Yeah. Uh, it was so wholesome. That is cute. And yeah. I and always remember Navi the Dad song. as well. Yeah, I always remember that song very fondly because of that. Oh. Yeah. And means uh, if you were Spanish, you'd just be like, "What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are you talking what about? What are they doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, the uh, my favorite. My favorite one is um, y- Mary's boy child. Jesus <laughs> yeah. Christ! It's it was just, born. Yeah. On Christmas Day. It's just so groovy. Like, it is very the groovy. Beat to it's totally, so good. totally different kind of a feel. Just bop around the house to that, like, mm, mm. yeah. Hark now here. It's before we go is what the, is what we're heralding in right now. Oh, God, are we? So let's end up the comments of the week and we're going to move on to the next and final section of this Christmas podcast. 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 That's not what we do, but well, we, we did, did it. it now. We did it now. <laughs> okay, guys, we are in the before we go section which I thought would just be nice to kind of round up any other Christmas things we've got going on that aren't to do with gaming. Like, are there any TV and films on? I know Lord of the Rings is going to come up. I know Star Wars is going to come up. It's not, actually. Although I did, I watched uh, Die Hard last night, so Christmas (laughs) Christmas has begun. I saw a clip of Bruce Willis saying it's not a Christmas movie. Bruce Willis is wrong. um, I think that, I I don't even care about that, that, conversation no like <laughs> no i don't either because I, I don't even what does a christmas film mean it's a film i watch at christmas and it's set at christmas it literally That'll says do. ho 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 i have a machine gun that's now. true and the, the soundtrack is all just different versions of uh christmas songs <laughs> yeah. but anyway that's not what i was going to say apart from that i have watched that but i am going mad i'm going insane for a bbc uh sort of reality game show at the moment called the traitors has mm-hmm. anyone been watching The Traitors? No. no. My God. It's basically werewolves. <gasps> I'm interested. But, oh, sorry, no. Oh. As in the the tabletop game werewolves. Oh. There's no werewolves in it. Oh. I know, I'm making it worse. Oh. I was really excited that you loved werewolves, the game, and you were going to love this show. I was like, oh my God, Ash, yes. Um, no, there are no werewolves. They're just humans. But it's um, it's a group of like, I think it's 20 people at the start. And... Um, there are three traitors who are picked and basically there's money to win and they the traitors are trying to get rid of all the innocent people who they called who they call faithfuls and the faithfuls are trying to find the traitors oh it's so fun and to be that's a traitor, it though. and it's just loads and loads of scheming and conniving and people pointing fingers and like paranoia and it's doesn't i've not made that sound very much fun but it's like it for some reason it is just incredibly compelling television yeah. oh and it's like it's like the resistance and avalon as well like the those mini games which are probably a lot like werewolves right yes i'm not aware of those but yes if it's, like them. yeah it's just it's exactly the same kind of thing and also i think we should play werewolves one time that'd be really fun yeah but um yes it's coming out three episodes per week if you do watch it, make sure you start at the beginning because it won't make any sense if you're midway through. Mm. And I think there are 12 episodes in all. So I think we're on, this is week three. At the time of recording, this is week three. And I'm just like, I can't wait. I can't yeah. literally can't wait for tonight. The next episode is out and I'm like, what's going to happen? <laughs> are they going to find the one? sassy head oh, with that. <laughs> it's so good. It's very, very good. I'm excited. I'm going to watch that. And now. it's quite Christmassy because it's set in... Um, it's in like a massive Scottish man- mansion mm. and they've all got like a, so all the scenery is beautiful and they do all these um, little tasks like in the day, like where they're a team. Mm. So that's interesting. Um, and so they're all doing like kind of like a outdoorsy thing. So it feels like really Christmas. Scotland is, uh, you know, wintery Scotland is 
um, beautiful and very Christmassy. So yes, I, I think it's appropriate and it's good fun. And then if you enjoy that, then consider the board game Werewolves and whatever Ash said, Avalon. And the Resistance, and which the Resistance. Avalon is the the fantasy version of the Resistance. Right, it has Merlin in it, and you get to yell, "I'm Merlin!" <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. How about you, Rob? I've just finished listening to The Witch Farm, which is a new podcast from Danny Robbins. Oh yeah, everyone's favourite horror podcast man. Yeah. that I keep on talking about on this podcast, and I thought it was great and very, 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 very creepy and spooky. Uh, so if you want a nice cozy christmas horror story mm. uh, i believe all of the episodes are out now um i thoroughly recommend giving that a listen and also there's an uncanny christmas special on the 21st of december so it's out now as you're listening to this i uh, was i was enjoying listening to those things i haven't wished listen, was it the witch farm the witch farm but his previous podcast series i thought were actually summoning an actual poltergeist into my home so oh, I had yes, to stop I remember listening that. to uh, it yeah, I remember. which is a shame because I was enjoying it but I don't want an actual poltergeist you in my You have to listen to it home. in like an enemy's house. <laughs> I listened to it in the car I listened to it in the car driving home in the dark the other yeah. time, day I was driving home it was really foggy as well and it was, Danny a, it was a horrible that's what he's done yeah a horrible experience but in a you know don't like a very atmospheric like don't I was driving through driving fog. fog that's hard mm. With the like, when your headlights are catching the, yeah. you can only see yes. like a couple of meters, and any yeah. second, an evil spirit could appear. That's what I felt like. That's what it felt like. Rob's turning into a horror fan. I'm here for this. I'm, I'm a Danny Robbins fan. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> yeah. That is enough. Um, we obviously have some Christmas horror traditions yes. as well. We always watch Krampus. Like my whole family sits down and watches Krampus. We love Krampus. Um, I love watching a Christmas horror story as well. And Rare Exports, uh, Ooh, which I, is just fabulous. I don't know a Christmas horror story or Rare Exports, were they? Okay, so just to briefly break it down for anyone who doesn't know any of those, Krampus is a story about... The, the I know the Krampus movie. Sorry, yeah. but I don't know why I'm stopping you from telling everyone else. Krampus <laughs> <laughs> is about like the Christmas entity who's basically evil Santa. Um, and it's just this great, nasty little black comedy horror film um, about a, f- a family that are on Santa's naughty list. They certainly and are. And Krampus comes in and messes everyone up. And it's really, really good. and has some great practical effects that are genuinely horrifying. Um, the bit in the attic haunts me. Yeah, that but, is horrible. Um a Christmas Horror Story is an anthology film right. um, that has three different like uh, stories and then a, a wraparound story in it. And they're all just quite goofy, good fun. Okay. Um, like it, it very much is the, the, the wraparound story is interesting as well. All of it's, <laughs> all of it's quite bonkers. Uh, there's not much I can tell you about it other than it's an anthology. It's worth watching. And then if you don't like the first one, there's, there's more that you can skip to. Right. Uh, so it's, it's, it's very good. And Rare Exports is like, I think it's Finnish and it's about their take on Evil Santa again. Right. Um, this kind of creature. And I don't, oh God, I don't want to spoil it. It's just, it's, it's really dark and intense and, silly at the same time okay. so christmas horror it is that perfect blend of dark scary but it's christmas and it's about santa so it's right. like oh, okay whatever it's really good very good stuff also watching uh, frozen not the disney one right but the one where about a bunch of people get stuck on a ski lift oh god i wouldn't watch that again this christmas i watched it when it had a snow day uh, last year and it and it well, the year before, because I went skiing after that and yeah. kept saying, it's just like Frozen every time. That's a, I, I find ski, li- I don't ski, but I find ski lifts inherently yeah. terrifying. And I've, I have been on a ski lift mm. 
to discover that I couldn't ski. And um, I just like the whole time was just thinking of all the things that could could go wrong. Yeah. Uh, on every part of the journey, I'm yeah. just like, and just it's stopping when you're really high up. That's awful. God, the oh, oh no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna talk about the worst bit in that film, but <laughs> it, obviously it's bad. Yeah. Um, it's just, oh, it's like <laughs> the guy's vocalizations are just like he's a very good actor, is all I will say. Because oh, I, God, why is I he, why is he vocalizing? I don't want to know. Man. I don't want to know. I do want to know, but you can tell me later. Yes, uh, but yeah, I've only been skiing once, and the whole time I was thinking, oh, could get, could get some wolves here. I might just walk up this mountain. Yeah. I'll walk up. Yeah, on my skis. Yeah, it's fine. I'll see you, see you later. Ah, right. I think that is going to be the end of our Christmas special. So, guys, how are you feeling? You excited for tomorrow? I really am. I've really enjoyed Oh, yes. God, it's tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, it's Rob's birthday. I'll raise a glass to you, Rob. Yeah, thank you. On your special well. day. Thank you. I, I, I am. Everyone should. Yeah. <laughs> but actually, talking about all this stuff has really made me excited for christmas in a way yeah. i wasn't before we started so it's, super it's good. festive isn't it yeah mm, definitely sorry i didn't mean to talk over no. then i was like <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's yeah i've enjoyed t- chatting to you guys both about christmas it's been good it's been lovely so everyone at home have a fantastic very merry christmas and if you're not a christmas celebrator have a fantastic holiday period happy holidays to you as well just have a wonderful time be loads of warm be loads of warm <laughs> be very cozy and warm have a fantastic just little chill out session have some time for you play some games get some goodies give some goodies and yeah very happy christmas and happy holidays from playstation access we'll see you again very soon there's more christmas maze on next week so you can catch the other half of our christmas series coming on monday but for now it's goodbye goodbye merry Merry Christmas. christmas